Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I wanted to have this conversation. You remember we talked about this. I don't remember when we first talked about this on the air. The uh, rail link from, well, basically it goes from the airport through Calgary and then out to Banff Canmore. And the province back in the summer sort of said, yeah, you know what? Mm, Not really into it all that much. But now that Premier Daniel Smith is in charge, it's apparently been pushed back onto the old front burner. Shortly after they announced they would be interested in making a new arena deal come together in Calgary, or helping to, not sure what role they can play. The province has now jumped in supporting another mega project. Um, Premier sending a letter to the mayor of Calgary saying, hey, guess what? Not only is it the arena, the province is also ready to explore an LRT link to the airport, followed up by a train to Banff, too. So, obviously good news for the group that's been working on making this project come together. So to join us and talk about that, we have Jan Watrous, who's managing partner of Lyricon Capital. Jan, thank you for joining us again. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, yeah, this must be great news. Very exciting from your standpoint, right, with the province expressing some support for a concept that you've been working on for a while. That's that's absolutely right. So we've we've been working on this for well, we're going into year seven, <laughs> and uh, and you know what was so great about the announcement that the premier made yesterday is that it's clear that the government is making the passenger train a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only did she uh, write a letter to Mayor Gondek of Calgary to say that uh, that the province was was. Uh, supportive of uh, pursuing the passenger train, but it was also included in the mandate letter to the uh, Minister of Transportation, which, of course, is is kind of the syllabus of uh, what to do next uh, in any government uh, department. So we were really thrilled with with, uh, both of those uh, uh, announcements yesterday. Bring us up to speed on where your project is. As you say, you've been working on this for a number of years. First of all, what would yeah. it what would it be? Basically, it, it's from the airport through Calgary to the mountains, right? Roughly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we it's a five phase project. We are in phase four. Phase five is construction. So we've come a long way. Uh, and essentially, the project is, as you said, it would start at the airport. Uh, a passenger train would go to downtown Calgary about every 10 minutes. Uh, throughout the day at a cost of $10 uh, per passenger, so very affordable. And then from downtown Calgary, it would go on to Cochrane, Morley, Canmore, and then Banff. And that part of the route would go about every hour and a half to two hours at a cost of $20 uh, per uh, passenger. So, you know, this is a train that really has the opportunity to uh, to do a lot for Alberta. Um, it's not just cost effective in terms of its capital cost, but the cost for the riders. But it also is a is, is a train that's really could help with labor mobility, uh, diversifying the economy by encouraging tourism since it will be coming right from the airport, 
revitalize the downtown of Calgary itself. And of course, the reason why I got involved in my family is the environmental benefits, because this is a train that would be hydrogen powered. Mm-hmm. So it would be the first hydrogen uh, train in North America. So all of that, all of that makes us uh, really excited, honestly. Now, the, the province, just help me clarify, I don't know if you've had a chance to speak with anybody. Are they talking about supporting this idea, generally speaking, or supporting your plan for this idea? How specific have they gotten in terms of that? Well, we're going to be meeting with the Premier and the Minister of Transportation in the next couple of weeks. Okay. But as you can imagine, we've been liaising with the uh, government uh, throughout this whole period, and uh, we uh, presented what's uh, referred to as an unsolicited proposal to the government with these five phases a couple of years ago in partnership with the Canada Infrastructure Bank uh, from the federal government. And we, uh, we, we secured half of the funding, uh, to build the track. Uh, the total cost is 1.5 billion. And we secured half of that funding a couple of years ago from the Canada Infrastructure Bank. And the other half would be financed through ourselves and our partner plenary and the chartered banks, et cetera, through a P3 partnership. Mm. So this is a very specific proposal that we feel offers these benefits to the province and also uh, does so in a way that is, um, that is that is affordable because, and the key defining fact is that the, the track would actually be built within the CP Rail's existing corridor. So Lyricon, my family business, has a MOU with CP Rail to do just that. And so essentially what we would be doing is leasing uh, the corridor from CP, CP Rail. And, and why that's important is that it really dramatically decreases the cost of construction because you, you don't have to buy buildings or houses or expropriate land, et cetera, along the way. This is an open corridor that we would just be adding to and essentially twinning the track. Uh, in terms of the province saying, you know, we're interested in in supporting the idea, they weren't uh, in the summer, which I know sort of uh, derailed, uh, forgive mm-hmm. the pun, uh, some of what you were working on. What is the ask of the provincial government in terms of them supporting your project? What is it you're looking for from the province? Sure. Well, uh, back in uh, back in August, the then trans transportation minister, just for clarification, did not say no to the project. He he voiced what he saw and his government saw as some issues that yeah. had to be resolved. Right. And so since then, we've had an opportunity to clarify those. And essentially, they were three things. One, it was the risk transfer. That is, is the province going to be on the hook if it costs more than what we estimate for capital costs? Answer, no. And is the annual fee to the province going to be above what is estimated if, for example, we have low ridership? Answer to that, no. So the risk transfer mechanism of the P3 has been clarified, which I think gave the province a lot of confidence. And then the second thing was the Banff National Park came out with their management plan, which, you know, is released every 10 years. And now it's official policy in this plan to discourage single-use fossil fuels and encourage green mass transit. So I think that also has given the Providence some confidence. And third... 
the uh, MOU or the Memorandum of Understanding that we have with CP Rail just a couple of weeks ago was extended for another year. So this too, we believe, gave the Alberta government further confidence. So what what we're looking for now is um, what is referred to as a pre-development agreement. And that is the start of phase four, where we will now go out to our communities and do extensive consultation with all of the municipalities and also look very closely at the the actual design of the train and what uh, what pinch pinch points etc have to be taken into account and so the ask for the provinces to work with us in that very important stage four uh, with the hope that being at the end of stage four they will be in a position to make uh, what's referred to as an investment decision so a final decision based on very uh, very sharp penciled costs uh, for the project and your i mean your your timeline hasn't changed you're you're foreseeing this possibly within what three years right yeah so what so what we envision is that the the stage four that we're in now uh to do the uh consultation and the design would be about 18 months and then at the end of that we'd go to the province with the final investment decision and then the the actual time to build the track to twin mm. the track and the and the uh and the bridges, et cetera, that go with that would be approximately three years. So if all goes well, we would be choo-chooing down the track in middle of 2027. So it's a, it's a timeline that's, that feels uh, doable. It's one that we can all uh, kind of participate in and enjoy and, and see. And, and it's, it's, it's not 30, 50 years down the line like no, so yeah. many complicated infrastructure projects. It's very much in, the, in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a very doable range. Well, Jan, I appreciate the update. And, of course, we'll chat again as this project moves along, should it move along. Oh, I, I so appreciate your support, and thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Jen. Okay, bye-bye. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.